Hello to you, my friends who believe in more for your lives. This is The Ziggler Show, episode number 392, and I bring you our new Q&A show. We gave you a platform to submit questions at ask.zigshow.com, and questions are what you gave us. Tom Ziegler and I shoot straight and candidly in an effort to inspire true performance in all of us. Here we go. what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today is a brand new day, and it's yours. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we continue the legacy of Zig Ziggler, the world's foremost authority on the fuel for everything we pursue, motivation, inspiration, and a confident self-image. We apply that fuel to leadership, personal growth, sales, faith, family, and success. Our foundational purpose is to inspire true performance, and this is the goal of every show. I'm Kevin Miller, show host and devoted evangelist of inspiration. Tom Ziegler, Zig's son and the CEO of Ziegler, and I come to you every week to discuss Zig's teachings and bring you the absolute best of today's most inspirational leaders. We get down to the roots of what will absolutely expand human potential, your potential, to it. This Ziggler show is supported by Google. An ad on Google can help your business find new customers at the exact moment they are searching for what you have to offer. Go to g.co slash Ziggler to get a $75 credit after you invest $25 in your first campaign. That's g.co slash Ziggler. So folks, here's a shameless plug for a, an exemplary Ziegler event before we dive into our Q and a show, you know, people spend routinely 150 grand or so on an MBA degree. It gives them teaching and training, of course, but a, a significant amount of the value comes with getting that piece of paper, that degree that is expected, uh, hoped to ensure a good paying job and opportunities. And the expectation is the degree that that paper is what provides that credibility. Well, folks, you can get some of the best success training in the world at a fraction of that cost, but you don't get that paper. And many are insecure without that, you know, having that proof. And I understand that Ziegler legacy certification is the teaching and training course for the key success principles taught by Ziegler. You get taught those principles, then trained in teaching them. And here you do get the credibility you desire. You become licensed and certified by Ziegler and can go forth with the Ziegler name and brand behind you. Further, you have the ongoing support of the Ziegler team and family. Nothing against formal MBA degrees at all, but many people come out with them and still lack the foundational necessities, the core skills needed 
for career and true business success. Plus, they have a dramatic amount of debt as well. So do yourself a favor. Just at least go check out ZieglerCertified.com. Learn more and your best bet is to fill out the application and talk with someone on the Ziegler team to see if it's the right fit for you. You're not going to get a big sales pitch. Folks actually have to qualify to even be able to come. So it's just a discussion and you may get some great guidance towards an even better fitting option. So go check out the next date at ZieglerCertified.com. All right, folks. So here we go now with our new Q&A show featuring, well, some of you. I'm bringing in Tom Ziegler, and we're going to bring you some just incredible questions that we're going to go deep into for you, the Ziegler audience. Here we go. Well, Tom, brother, great as always to be with you. You have been on the road in a big way lately. Any standout experience you would share with us real quick? Absolutely, Kevin. We uh, had a conference last Thursday, Friday, and Saturday down in Houston. Uh, This was our inner circle business conference for small business owners. And there was a uh, business owner there, uh, Jeremy Overturf, and he gave a presentation on how his business and his life had totally been uh, turned around, revitalized, rejuvenated, by the systems and the processes that we teach. It was an incredible story. Uh, It was cool that he said he started off uh, living on the floor of a friend's house and uh, went through life and and started his business. And when he first came to our workshop that we did, uh, they were generating about $60,000 in revenue, and now it's over half a million dollars. Wow. That revenue number is kind of cool, but that wasn't really what was powerful. It was the freedom, the choice in life, and everything else. So whenever you are in a business where you can impact others and give them uh, tools and, and, and inspiration, motivation, uh, systems that help them grow, that's powerful. But when you see how it's changed their personal life and their marriage and their family, that's even more powerful. That was uh, on uh, Thursday when we saw that Friday morning I spoke there and then Friday afternoon I flew back to Dallas and we had a big event here it was the Brian Tracy three-day weekend so I got to share the stage and speak at that event with uh, Brian Tracy who uh, is he was on the Ziggler show podcast how many episodes ago was I, I was that? just trying to sit here and click through uh, this is show 392 hold on I'll tell you he was on show 382, April 14th. You can go hear him. It was an incredible show. Right. And if you want to find that really fast, just go to zigshow.com and you'll see a listing of all the podcasts we've done. And you can subscribe from there to the Ziggler Show podcast. But yep. uh, those that's for our Facebook fans. Those of you on our podcast listening, we have our Facebook fans also listening live while we record this. Uh, but Brian was amazing. He just has so much wisdom. Uh, I call him the nugget bomber. Uh, Darren Hardy was there. He did a fantastic presentation. And I got to speak about legacy. And kind of my takeaway from that event is some things really gelled in my mind, and that is this. Uh, in my presentation, I talked about the legacy that I've received. And kind of my mission in life is I've been given this great gift of legacy, and what I want to do is give other people that gift of legacy. And legacy is an intentional thing. It, to me, legacy is what we do that ripples through generations. It goes 
you know, into eternity, the impact that we have. And that's why I love the Ziegler show because we have so many people who, who talk about concepts on how to live a full and meaningful life. Um, and at the same time, equip the next generation to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's just, that's very powerful. Well, that's awesome. That's also a great segue into our first question that we're going to lead off with here. Hey, speaking of the Brian Tracy three-day event you were just at, uh, Kyle Wilson, who was one of the speakers and, and presenters there, but also helped orchestrate the whole thing. He was show number 384 for those of you who want to go check that out. It was a very inspiring show as well. And right now, Tom just got a question off of Facebook. So Tom, lead off. The question was, what is the best way to become a salesman? And there's several things that I would recommend on that. The first thing is I would recommend that you find a product or a service that you want to sell. In other words, you've got to have a like for it, a passion for it. You have to determine that there is a need in the marketplace for that which you want to sell, uh, that it brings an offer, a solution, a benefit to the customer Uh, the user of that. The second thing, this is even before you become a salesperson, is you want to make sure that who you sell for is an organization or a company of integrity, that they stand behind what they have to offer, uh, that what they have to offer is competitive in the marketplace, uh, that people like it, it brings benefit, it solves a problem. Now, once you've got those two things settled, then it becomes how do you individually become a salesperson? And what I would say to that is it starts with self-development. Uh, you can learn online through the Internet. You can buy books on sales. There's a great one by Zig Ziglar you may have heard of, Secrets of Closing the Sale. Uh, we have that on CD as well as a book. That's a great place to start. It teaches you sales skills. Of all the things, though, I think finding a mentor who is excellent in selling. So if you're looking to interview in a sales organization as the person who is interviewing there, that's what I would start with is how do you develop and train your salespeople? Uh, Selling is a skill. It's a transference of feeling, as Dad said. That's why I started with you need to find something you can believe in in a company that will stand behind it. Mm -hmm. But it's a skill. Kevin, what are your thoughts? Where do you start on becoming a salesperson? Well, the first thing I want to know is why. Uh, you know, so many people, and I'm sure you've had these uh, folks as well, Tom, who say, oh, gosh, I really want to be a writer or I really want to be a speaker. And in this sense, somebody's saying, I want to be a salesperson. I would say, well, why? Because it's just a vehicle. So I assume that, let's take writing and speaking, that you want to communicate uh, something. And with sales, you would say, okay, you must, you must like to, I, I assume, what is the draw? Is it to influence people? Okay, towards what, though? Because uh, you can be, be the greatest writer in the world, greatest speaker in the world, greatest salesperson. But if you don't have something worthy to speak about, write about, uh, sell about, it, it's, it's moot. So, again, I, I do, as much as we like it, uh, we laud it as a great profession. It is a vehicle to do something for someone else. So I want the big, well, you know, it's a Simon Sinek question, uh, which uh, he's coming up in one of our upcoming shows here of why. So why is, is the first thing that I, uh, think about. And then, yeah, next is Tom, what you said. I mean, if it's a transference, if true sales is a transference of feeling, man, it's gotta be something you are really connected to because, and Tom, I don't remember the show. We did one recently. I don't remember if it was you 
or if it was the interviewer we were, we had on the show who just talked about, you know, you can smell somebody who's not authentic and is there just trying to sell you. You can smell them a mile away. I think people are more uh, susceptible and raw to that today than ever. So, man, I love sales, but I think, okay, if you really, if you want to do it, let's, we got to get deep. That's right. And one of the things that I say is don't focus on selling. What is the problem that you solve? Mm-hmm. Right. What problem do you want to go out into the world and solve? And one of my mentors says this, he says, when we solve problems, we are, we get certificates of appreciation, which we call money. And so if you go into the world as a problem solver, you get rewarded for that. Salespeople, that's what they do is they solve problems. Now, here's the cool thing is uh, I'm a big believer in this. God is never happier with his children than when we're solving the problems of his other children. So because of that, I think sales is one of the best programs or careers or ways to make a living in the world because when you are focused – on solving the problems of those you come across, that is a that is a noble endeavor. And the key there is whose benefit are you doing it for? What motive do you have behind it? If it's truly to serve and support your fellow man to help them avoid uh, an issue before it ever comes up, then that is a great, great thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And again, just that aspect of realizing that true sales is, I mean, you are influ- you, you are taking a job saying, I, my job, my endeavor, I'm devoting myself to trying to influence people towards a decision that will help them. And the opposite of that is, is tragic. And, and Tom, I have somebody in my life who is in very dire straits financially, and it's made up of a lot of poor decisions, uh, unfortunately. And they recently got a car. And whoever sold that to them, there's uh, it was a sad sale. It was a sad sale. It should not have happened. There's no, it was not the best thing for them. And yet somebody did. However, they tried to justify it. I mean, it's a weighty thing. And I think we've all been negatively influenced, which is why sometimes sales has a a, a bad baggage to it. Um, but on the other side, and you've said it in so many ways, Tom, that we you know remove the obstacles that people put real and perceived before them uh, to make decisions towards things that they need to do. And if we can help them towards something that they really want to do, um, that's great. That's valiant. Uh, but then also to be able to say, you know what, you do not need – this is not best for you. I, I'm not even going to – there's no way I'm going to sell this uh, to you, which actually I think the next – show or two where we're going over a zig clip he actually talks about that and about uh an experience matter of fact i think it was about you tom buying a bicycle and uh where a guy said uh, to a lady who wanted to buy one that was not fitting for her daughter and the guy said i just cannot it, it with with my ethics i, I can't rightfully sell it to, i won't i won't sell it to you boy when, who's had a salesperson say you know what in all care for you, I, I will not sell you this item that I would make a commission on. doesn't happen much. It should. That's right, because not every uh, pr- uh, solution that we have, not every item that we have is, is meant or right for who walks through the door. And so we have to have a great deal of integrity with that. Now, the good news is, is the more integrity you have, the more staying power you have, the further your career can go. Because eventually a lack of integrity will not only take you down, but it will take the organization that you're working with down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we got to do that. We got a second question in here, uh, Kevin. This is from – and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the best on this name here. Antonius Tony Pilatus. 
Hey, Tom, how did you break this de- the depressive moods which career of salesmen often brings? Thank you. You know, one of the things I love about Facebook is just the worldwide audience mm-hmm. and how <laughs> how we have people from everywhere. Uh, and, and here's the reality is in sales, like any other career, we have ups and downs. I mean, there are times in a – in a, an administrative role, a leadership role, a management role, a staff role where things are rolling along or things get difficult where uh, we're not getting along with each other. And in sales especially, the reason sales is so much like that is because we get constant yes or no feedback all day long. We can literally, I remember times when I was on the phone and I would make 50 or 100 calls and I'd get 50 or 100 no's. And that could be hard because no matter who we are, we we tend to personalize that rejection. Mm-hmm. And that is a mistake. People are not saying no to you. They're saying no to what you're offering. And so realizing that is one thing, but dealing with it and fighting through the slumps is something else. So the, yeah. Number, one, yeah. the, num- the number one lesson in life I learned, and then I'll turn it over to you, is this. We're in control. We can make a decision every single day to put the right stuff into our mind. So the way you avoid the slump, the way you get out of that mood, that depressive mood when things aren't going well, is every day you start your day off by putting the right stuff in. You listen to the positive, the good, the clean, the pure, the powerful, and the positive. You put it into your mind. And you do a combination of inspiration, motivation, and education. So you're going to want to hone your sales skills every single day, but you're also going to want to listen to and read things and associate with people who lift you up as a human being. When you build your confidence, when you build your inspiration, that permeates your whole being, and that gives you that little bit of extra as you continue to make sales calls and interact with people to help you get over the hump. So what do you do when when it's tough out there? The same thing that you do when it's going smoothly and the same thing you do when you're having a banner month. You're constantly feeding your mind the right information. Yeah. So I'll turn it back to you. Yeah, it's interesting. This is becoming the sales Q&A show, uh, which is is great. Well, looking at that, you know, and, and talking about depression, did he say the word depression? Yes, or okay. depress, depressive mood. Depressive mood. I, I wonder if it's, um, I mean, when you talk about sales, there's so many, as you know, Tom, so many facets of sales, so many different types of sales. And sales is not always on the car lot. It's not always door to door, which Zig did, of course, plenty of. It's not always cold calling. There's different types of that. I have always gotten my, I, I hold myself up as, as an exemplary salesperson. However, I have never done cold calling. I have never done door to door. Um, and so when you talk about, you know, dealing with rejection, I've always gotten myself into a place to where when I get a prospect, they are already very warm. I have a business endeavor I'm involved with now where I am actually still taking part in some of the sales. It's a bigger ticket sale. And I'm still doing those as I uh, really kind of create the sales process. But it happens through online as, as often does these days. Uh, well, I, I think some would argue all sales happen or start online because people usually don't ever get to you till they have checked you out online. So in this sense, they come to the website, they see the offer and they, in my case, they see the price, they understand it very well. So what, by the time they get through to me to talk about it, they know uh, what they're 
they're dealing with and I know what they know. And so I can get in really intimately very quickly. I do have walk away power. I am not trying to sell. I am literally trying to see, is this something that could help them? It almost always can. And it is a good fit. My closing ratio is 95% and up on that. And when they say no, I feel like they generally, they need to, uh, and they're just not willing to, and I'm, I'm really disappointed for them. I'm sorrowful for them. Or once in a while I'll say, gosh, yeah, you know what? It's really, I agree. It's not a good fit. And there have definitely been some times uh, I'd have to think how many, but uh, you know, a handful of times where I said, you know, I, I don't think this is a good fit for you. And I've had a couple of those where I realized I don't want them as a client. Uh, I know that right off the bat and said, no, but you know, look at that. There are very many, so many different types of sales. Don't clump it all into one area. And if you're in a place where you're uh, finding despairing thoughts and depression, you may, maybe sales is not for you, or maybe that type of sales is not because of course, as we would say at Ziegler, everybody is in sales, you know, to a degree. Uh, because whatever you're doing, there's an end product or service that somebody is paying for. You're a part of the sales process. But as we look at you being the, the, what, what the lead dog in bringing somebody into a product or service in that type of a sales role, there's a lot of opportunities and you might be able to broaden your view of that and find a better fit for you. Aside from, of course, just honing your skill and becoming really good at wherever you're at. And that may be the, that may be the solution you need as well. I want to thank a supporter of this Ziegler show, Concur. Concur provides cloud-based travel expense and invoice services for business. If you're a business leader with employees, tracking expenses can be more than a chore. Concur lets employees create, submit, and approve expenses, plus manage invoices from any device in the world. Here's how it works. Concur Travel lets employees book travel on any site and also stay in within company travel and expense policy. Concur Expense. Automated expense reporting allows your employees to create an expense by taking a picture of their receipt and it automatically gets added to their expense report. How cool is that? For a finance leader, this provides you with more accurate data to manage company spending. Concur Invoice. Capture invoices electronically, whether received via paper, fax, or email, then automatically route and manage approvals. Concur gives you accurate, consolidated spending data instantly, giving you the visibility and insight to drive cost savings. You also get happier employees, more productivity, and the data you need, all leading to a healthier bottom line. Expense, travel, invoice. Learn more at concur.com slash Ziggler. Yeah, so here it is, uh, Jamie McClellan. I've been compl- I've become complacent in my career. I'm putting in what I'm getting out of it, which isn't much at all. I'm reluctant to put my family in any financial crisis and leave my job. So after 11 years, what can I do? Yeah, yeah. So you, you want to go first on that? Well, and and. Uh, Jamie, you gave more in the question uh, that you posted in the recording. Thank you so much for doing that. It was, it was really great. And in the actual recording, you started off saying, I am miserable in my job. I'm a big words guy. I probably take words too literally, but I, I give value and validity to a word that we use. You didn't say, you know, I'm kind of bummed, kind of disappointed. Miserable is a big word. And so with the assumption that that wasn't an exaggerated term, that's a big deal. Misery is not sustainable. And if you are miserable in your job, you are limiting and diluting who you are outside of that because we just flat out spend too much time on the job. We're too invested. We have too much energy. The best 
usually of our hours and our days and our energy goes into the job. And if you're miserable in there, if you're even slightly miserable uh, in there, other people are getting gypped. Your family is getting gypped. You're hitting a soapbox of mine. Sorry. Um, but your family is getting gypped uh, of the glory that you have in you. And it brings to me uh, the question of looking at what do we provide to our families? What are we called to provide to our families? In our culture, we often, and if you're the primary breadwinner or just anybody in the workplace, it's money. It's sustenance, you know, for room and board and um, clothes and the latest iPhone and uh, a lot of non-necessities that we provide financially. And I'll tell you, this has been a big issue with me over time as I have led people in self-employment pursuits and looking at the why, getting back to the why again of this, that uh, became a common thread of talk within my own family of nine uh, that what do they care about? And, and what came to them over time was, you know, dad, I, I would be happy to live in a trailer down by the river. If I, we just had you, we want you, you inspire us. We want your teaching. We want you to be with us. We want your time. We want your involvement. We want all those things. Of course we want to eat. And it's nice if we have a car that runs and, and a home. And of course my, my kids, uh, they enjoy, uh, they don't lack for much. Okay. But that's just one part of financially. If you're miserable in your job, I think it's impossible to come home and give your family what you really have to offer. Tom? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote uh, Howard Partridge. Howard is our exclusive small business coach. And he says this, your career, your job, your business, whatever you do, exists for one reason and one reason only, as a vehicle to help you achieve your life goals. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big one. And so I, you know, the what, the why, and the how. And this, I think, I'm going to go a little bit uh, kind of biblically based here. From a what perspective, what we do, as long as what you do is moral or ethical, I'm not talking about illegal things or drug dealing or anything like that. But as long as what you do is moral or ethical, there is no high or low, better or worse. Every job has value when you do it. And so I believe anybody can fulfill their mission, their purpose, and anything that's out there that's available, that, 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 that what they do is okay. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're a mechanic or you're a doctor or a surgeon. They have the same spiritual value as far as how we can serve other people. The difference is, is why you do something and how you do it. And so we have a huge responsibility in the how aspect, we need to do whatever we do 100%. We need to do it to the utmost professionalism. We need to do it with the right spirit, the right mindset, the right frame. And the why we do it, that's what gets us excited. So what is your dream? What is it in life that you really want to accomplish? And so if you can articulate your why, your purpose, then that's going to fuel your how. Because here's the thing. Let's say your why happens to be get out of debt. You know, you're in a lot of debt. You want to get out of debt. If that's your why, well, if you do the how correctly, if you give it 110% with the right attitude, you, you maximize your skills and your effort, then eventually, and, and usually in most cases it happens relatively quickly, you're going to get a promotion. You're going to earn more commi- uh, commission. You're going to get a raise or you're going to be noticed by somebody outside of your organization who wants to hire you. So what does that mean? Well, when you get a promotion to raise more commission, that means you make more money. 
What does that mean? That means you get your dream faster. You get out of debt faster. So that's why the why is so important. So let's just suppose that you've got a big why and and it really motivates you and you've given it all you've got on the how, but what you're doing still isn't exciting you. I try to look into, and, and I don't know, Kevin, you might know this guy, but this guy wrote a book called 48 Days to the Work You Love. I've heard of it. Yeah, his name is Dan Miller, and I highly encourage you to dig deep into that book and start asking the questions of yourself. Well, what do you love to do? What would inspire you? What would get you going? This makes it easier to align your how and your why with your what. I want to pause a quick moment here to share a message from today's primary show sponsor, Google. You might be surprised how many people are looking for your business on Google every day, not necessarily by name, but by the products or services that your business offers. When people are searching for those things, it means that they're interested in them. And that's exactly when your business should be there. If you know Ziggler, you know sales, nothing we like better than a hot prospect, right? That's what you get there. The good news with Google is it's easy to make that happen. Just run an ad on Google. You don't have to be a marketing genius either. Creating an ad takes just a few minutes. So head on over to g.co slash Ziggler to learn more. There's even a special offer waiting for you. So g.co slash Ziggler. I mean that, you know, just on that, I'm sitting here still thinking on that term of, of misery. Uh, Jamie, I had a, a guy, I literally know him personally. Uh, he came to me, same, same quote, miserable in his job. Can't see a future there. feels like it's just killing him to go through the day to day, devoting himself to something that he just does not care about beyond a paycheck. So we started looking at some opportunities. Of course, I always tend to gravitate towards self-employment, started looking at that. He got excited and then he got scared and I didn't hear from him for a while. Finally saw him again. And he said, you know what? I realized that I was focused on the big vacation that we take every year. And he says, I was, I started feeling afraid to jeopardize that. And I looked at doing something different and he says, wait a minute. And then it dawned on him. So I'm working, you know, 50 weeks out of the year, miserable to enjoy two weeks out of the year. How does that make sense? And of course I just, you know, the light bulb moment for you, man, that's awesome. Slapped hands. And I thought, okay, he's on his way. Now he's got, he's, you know, he gets it. It's probably six years ago and he's still in the same place. He's still not left that, which, uh, really Jamie brings me to that second point that you shared that you realize admittedly are comfortable and, and feeling complacent. And you actually, in the recording mentioned the word comfort two times. And, you know, Tom, I know you've dealt with this so much. I mean, that right there, that is a huge monster. That's the, uh, yes, my dad taught me years ago, uh, that guy, Dan Miller, dude. Uh, the golden handcuffs, you know, that uh, that's that's big deal, especially when you're in a uh, culture where your responsibility, being comfortable is the responsible thing to do. That's where you're going to get the most support and encouragement for having uh, for maintaining. And you're not going to get much of any encouragement or support for jeopardizing that you've got a good thing. You should be grateful. You've got a good job. You've got it comfortable. That right there is your biggest obstacle. We can speak against that. Uh, Tom, you go where you feel led, but uh, I understand it. I want to say, I I think we all understand that that's a big deal. That is. And the fact that nothing is 
really urgently pressing you. This is not a have to. You can go on and be miserable. That's kind of commonplace these days. So to jeopardize that, to, to, to change that inertia will be a huge undertaking. Uh, and, uh, there's, there's the rub. I mean, there's your, there's your battle. Right. And, and this is where I get on my, you know, kind of the, the word that's on my heart today is legacy. Yeah. Yes. Um, and here's the reality with legacy is in a legacy, we can start from the inside out. We can start with the person we want to become that is the catalyst for any legacy that we want to leave. And then the legacy then translates to our family first because they're closest to us. And I think that's the danger of complacency is we are transmitting a legacy of complacency because our kids and our family and those closest to us, they can see us going through the motions and, and that whole concept of we're settling. Mm-hmm. And so, and here's the thing is I don't want people to feel like, you know what, it's the job that's the problem. Sometimes it is. A lot of times it's because we've settled in life. We've just said, you know what, other people get rich, other people climb mountains, other people go on trips around the world, but not me. Wait a second, who said that? Who who told you that story that's, that's not your story? What if you just got really laser focused on your dreams and then you said, you know what? I got to fuel that dream. The Chris Gillibrew uh, interview that we did and, and what he talked about and, and his, his career path, Any, anybody can do that. It, it doesn't take a rocket science. It doesn't take a lot of money to say, you know what? This is my dream. I'm going for it. Now, you can start going from your dream right where you are in whatever position you're in. But when you light on fire because it's a dream fire now, it's going to change the opportunities within the very job that you have. And you're going to become attractive to the people who want to hire you for the job that you've always wanted. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not an abandoned ship mode of I'm mm-hmm. leaving here to go find something. It's a I'm running towards something, not away from something. In our Live to Win series, one of the uh, lessons that I do is on financial. And the word that I associate with financial is dream. And here's the reason that we associate financial with the word dream. There's really only two times in life when most people really take their financial health and security seriously. For most of us, it's at the verge of bankruptcy. It's when everything's going down the tubes. We have no alternative. And we finally get the piece of paper out and we do the dreaded budget. But why wait for disaster to take control of your financial life? Why not create a dream that's so powerful, so alluring, so necessary, so beneficial that you're willing to go through whatever it takes to create the dream, including getting your financial house in order? Kevin, we got another question here, and this is a good one. If you wanna, if you wanna go to this, or are we about out of time? We're about out of time, and I, I still feel like I want to give Jamie just, just a tad more. Um, if that's okay with you, Tom. You bet. Let's do that. Okay. Well, folks, if you're listening in, if you've got a question, and we are going to wrap this up, we're trying to make these Q and A shows a little bit uh, shorter than our normal shows. Uh, go to ask dot zigshow dot com and you can leave a recording that by the next Q&A show I'll figure it out how everybody can hear it and uh, or you can type it in there and if you will uh, do that we would be honored to 
hopefully, you know, to read through and hopefully choose your question to go through in our next show. But Tom, I mean, the legacy, that's the aspect as a dad, uh, 45, I'm 45 years old. I got seven kids. Uh, my oldest is just about to turn 21. Legacy is what, it's a b- bad word, but it's just the one that is most uh, relevant for me. It, it just kind of haunts me. It really does as to the decisions I'm making. And as I have counseled uh, so many people over the years who want to do more, they, they would love to, to, to inspire their true performance. But there's a growing trend, a growing culture that did not see inspiration. And they have the hardest time grasping onto it. And as a parent, I feel it's imperative that I show my kids inspiration. Doesn't mean throwing caution to the wind. It's nothing against doing a a job for 40 years if it inspires you. And I don't hear that from you, Jamie. And if you can recraft the job you have to where it does inspire you, that's great. If you need to leave, okay. If you need to start your own business, okay, whatever. And so from just some... What to do, some action steps, Tom, is what I was wanting to get to with him. Uh, number one is I would, and I, th- I think you said something in your recording. If, if you didn't, I apologize, but I think uh, you referred to being married and, and having a family. Get with your wife and sit down and decide what do you guys want? Where do you want to be? And the question I love is who do you want to be five years from now? I, I like that as a timeline. Look at five years from now. Look forward. What is, what are you okay with having happened at that point? What are you not okay with having happened? If you look forward and go, you know what, if I'm still in the same place, is it terrible? Nah, chances are you're not going to move anyways. It's not bad enough. That's okay. I mean, I, and it's up to you. Um, but to just get real about what do you guys want? And then what's it going to take to get there? I did that with my wife, 15, 18 years ago, and it changed the course of our life because we realized, oh my gosh, if that's where we both come to agreement on, uh, then we're going to have to make some big changes today. And for a lot of people, it's also going to show you that you're not in union in your marriage, which is the first place to start uh, as well. Uh, The other one is I'm a big fan of knocking. Uh, I've had a lot of past experience and some scars from just jumping off the cliff Sometimes there's a calling for that. I did that as a, as a habit and that was not always best, but now I'm a fan of knocking. Just take some action, go knock, put out some job resumes, go talk to your employer, uh, and, uh, and, and share some of this, be honest and say, look, I'm looking for more. I need more challenge. You know, I don't know how that fits into where you are, but knock on some things. And one way to knock is go have some experiences and expose yourself to some different things. And Tom, of course, in my shamelessness for Ziggler, I would say go check out ZieglerCertified.com, Ziggler, the ZLC, Ziggler Legacy Certification Course, as something to participate in, or Tom's Live to Win uh, series as well, or another one, like the Brian Tracy event just happened. There's a lot of things that you can go to and expose yourself to some things. Again, if this, uh, assuming that you were married, uh, Jamie, I would include your wife in this because I see a lot of people who are having these feelings, and one of the biggest... Uh, what Tom, the big, one of the biggest issues is, uh, being in union on the same page with your spouse. So those are a couple of things that I just, from an action standpoint that I wanted to get out there, Tom. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, I, I'll just tell a story growing up when I was eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old. And I can remember on Saturday morning waking up and I could hear somebody outside of my window with the old fashioned 
you know, hedge clippers, you know, mm-hmm. that clip, 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 clip sound. And uh, I would be, oh, my gosh, they just woke me up on Saturday morning. What's the deal here? And I would wake up, and I would go in, and Dad would be there, and he'd go, hey, Mr. Smith is here. And we would go outside, and there was Mr. Smith, and he had his old beat-up truck. He had several lawnmowers. He had a couple of people on his crew. And he was the guy cutting the grass and doing uh, doing the bushes. And Dad always made a big deal of bringing me over to Mr. Smith. And you could tell Mr. Smith probably did not get out of high school. Mm-hmm. And he would look at Mr. Smith, and he'd say, you're doing a great job. And then Dad would look at me and say, Mr. Smith put five of his kids through college with his business. Mm-hmm. And so that is the proof to me that legacy is what we're shooting for. And it's not what we do, it's why we do it and how we do it that matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jamie, again, thank you for posting initially. And folks, I apologize for the audio not working, but uh, what a great reality, Jamie, that you ended up with us here on Facebook. So Tom, great idea. Maybe this should be the habit for the Q&A show is that we run it live on Facebook. Absolutely. We'll run it uh, live on Facebook and uh, we'll do it on a regular basis. And yeah, let's make sure we get Ziegler Show podcast uh, audio questions on it next time. For those of you on Facebook who haven't joined the podcast yet, just go to zigshow.com and get it. And uh, for our podcast listeners, uh, we love you guys. Uh, we I get emails personally like every day from one of our listeners yeah. talking about either how it's improved your life or about how you've shared the podcast with somebody else and they've had an improvement in their life. Uh, we love it when you uh, like us on Facebook, and we love it even more when you go to iTunes and like our podcast. So if you've enjoyed this uh, podcast and, and this show, we'd appreciate that as well. Yeah, please do. As a matter of fact, I, I am getting into the habit of doing this more as we have different types of shows, different types of folks we're interviewing. Go let us know in iTunes. Give a ra- give a rating, um, but give a review as to why the show gave you some value and let us know the best of what we're doing so we can continue doing those things. And uh, of course, anytime you put something in there, it helps more people see us and get exposed to the message of Ziggler and inspiring true performance. Thanks for being with us today. Tom is a blast. We look forward to seeing everybody in the next Ziggler show.